Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Welcome aboard. What a show we've got today. <laughs> Man, fuck Boogie. All I had to hear just enough to say fuck you and fuck your show. I don't give a fuck. Thank you for joining us, Slick 501. Absolute pleasure to have you in the audience. You grace us with your presence, sir. Thank you for your constructive feedback. Lots to get through tonight. Tonight's recommended drink, ladies and gentlemen, is a nice Chianti. Tonight's recommended meal, a man's liver served with father beans. Thank you for joining us. Skull. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this, the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again for a brand new week, a brand new news cycle. So much to get through and so little time. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing the show out. If you did, if you didn't, well, that's okay. You don't have to. That's all right. I understand. Probably embarrassing. You don't want to admit to other people that you listen to this. I I know. I've been there. I don't want to admit to people that I do this. Sometimes people ask me, how's that podcast going? I'm like, what podcast? I never did a podcast. Are you talking about a podcast? I've never done a podcast. No, I'm sure you were doing a podcast like 12 months ago. Are you still doing a podcast? No, no, definitely not. Can we just talk about football or something instead? Can we talk about baseball or basketball or some shit? I don't do a podcast. Never did a podcast. Don't know anything about a podcast. Welcome to the Daily Bully Podcast. So much to get through, so little time. Patience Wright, who was always the first person in the chat on DLive, already posted, I hope you steer away from mainstream media shit tonight because I've taken just about enough. Don't worry, you're going to be very happy with what I've got for you. <laughs> just just a little teaser. You're going to be very, very pleased. Not much mainstream media tonight. I will touch on Iran. Iran, Iran. How do you prefer to say it? Is it Iran? Is it Iran? I'm not so sure. Um... Next target of the Imperialist Swine. I think that's I think that's how you pronounce Iran. <laughs> See what I did there? Again. I'm just culling, just culling the people out of the room as they come in. What what? This isn't one of those communist shows, is it? Yes. This is one of those communist shows. This is a commie eco-fascist enabled kin gender fluid protection show. Like this is a safe space. So welcome aboard. Uh, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to accuse me of being a communist, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's show. Right on cue. Thank you, Gypsy. You can do what Gypsy just did there by heading to dlive.tv slash boogie bumper. Grab yourself some lemons and leave those sweet, sourly lemons in my little fruit bowl. Or you can head to streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper. That's the other way you can leave a tip. You just can't help yourself, can you? Says Kimmy in the chat. Otherwise known as why censored. <laughs> no, I cannot. I absolutely must. If there is if there is a sacred cow, I must I must 
slaughter it. If there is a if there is somebody who is you know got a bruise, I must prod that bruise. If somebody is ticklish, I must tickle them. I, I cannot. I'm comp- I'm compelled to do so, and I will continue to be compelled to do so. Uh, we ain't changing. I don't care. I do not care. So thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Like I said, so much to get through. Um, can I start on a serious note as I take a sip of Chianti? Mm. Very. Somebody somebody in the chat, I forget who it was, said something like, you stay down under, you pompous prick. You're the one that's streaming this show to you. <laughs> I am down under. I haven't left down under. You're bringing me into your world. Doesn't that suck? <laughs> Thank you for the Diamond Space Force droid. You're bringing me to you. See, that's the wonder of the internet. Well, why don't you stay in your own country? I am in my own country. Why are you bringing me to your country? Ah. Uh, oh, shit. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I do appreciate people of that uh, intellectual level joining us because it makes the rest of us seem a hell of a lot smarter. A hell of a lot smarter than we actually are. So I, I like I like to be surrounded by idiots. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel good inside. You know when the um when the average when the average girl like of average attractiveness just surrounds herself with really ugly people, makes her look hot. That's what we do here. So to the person who said, "Why don't you just stay down under?" whilst they are streaming a show from down under into their house in where, whichever country they're in, that's why we keep you. That's why I don't block you. Because it makes the rest of us feel smarter. So you'll never be blocked. You'll never be banned. You'll always be welcome with open arms. People will even greet you as you come in. They'll say, thank God you're back. We missed you. We love you. That's how we deal with you here. So thank you for joining. Thank you for playing. Thank you for playing. (laughs) Gypsy, thank you very much for the diamond. All right. I want to start off with a serious topic very serious. Um, If you're not aware of the news, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Down Under Australia is on fire. And, you know, there's been a lot of, um, there's been a lot of heartfelt emotional outpourings by celebrities at award shows. Um, There's been the nude philanthropist, which I thought, I think everybody's seen by now, the girl who's sending $10 nudes for every donation, sending pictures of her snatch to save the koalas. So, we knew it would escalate, though, didn't we? We knew it would get to the next level. This was sent to me by my friend, The Bearded Truth, ladies and gentlemen. I want to present to you the the revolution in saving the koalas. I want to present to you the next option. If nudes isn't good enough, if being lectured by celebrities doesn't do it for you, then maybe this will. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of The Daily Boogie. Ladies and gentlemen, the Down Under Donation Dildo. Yes! <laughs> Helping has never felt so good. If there is one thing we are in this country, uh, it's the fact that we don't take anything too seriously, even when we probably really should. Geeky Sex Toys pledges to donate 100% of profits from the Down Under donation dildo to ex- to assist with bushfire recovery. Oh-oh. Thank you for subscribing, Gypsy. Thank you to everyone. Yes, you can subscribe on DLive. Please do. This is this is my grift. I'm grifting here. 
hey, subscribe on DLive, man. If you if you want to enjoy this free show on the internet, but leave a tip because you feel, you know, you feel like it's worthy or you're entering into a, some kind of voluntary arrangement where you tip the street busker as you walk past. If you feel like doing that, that's called grifting now, <laughs> just to let you know. So if you want to, uh, if you want to appease my griftability, then you can do so by doing what Gypsy just did there by subscribing on DLive. The Down Under Donation Dildo. Thank Back in black. Coming. I'll see you in hell. Thank you for joining us. Um, this is great news to me because uh, I try to describe to people in other countries as I'm beamed live into their living rooms or onto their smart devices what it's like to be an Australian, what it's like to be here. Now you can get fucked by Australia too. Isn't it great? Everybody can get fucked by Australia. Over 500 million animals have lost their lives, including thousands of koalas, kangaroos, wallabies, birds, and other iconic wildlife. The wildfires have burned over 8.4 million hectares of Australian land, and at least 24 people have been killed and thousands of homes destroyed. The, my favourite part about all this, it costs $69. Of course it does. <laughs> of course it costs $69. Our country has been devastated by bushfires and we need your help. Purchase this toy and 100% of the profits will be donated directly to the bushfire relief efforts. This silicon toy was designed specifically as our way to help out our neighbours in need. Buying a sex toy has never felt so good. Fucking fantastic. I love... <laughs> I notice in the Periscope chat, we've already lost like 20 people. <laughs> That's, it. That's exactly why I opened with this story. You see, once upon a time, I used to leave these kinds of stories till the end of the show. Like I would do a little bit more serious at the beginning, you know, talk about politics and media and representation and perception and all of those kinds of boring topics. But now I just go straight to the good stuff. Now I go straight to the dildo stories. Because if we can, if we can burn off, you know, 20% of the audience in the first 10 minutes, that makes, that puts me in my happy place. Then I know whoever's left, then then we can have some real fun, right? As you may know, all our toys are handmade in this wonderful country that we call home. We are proud Australians, and to see our country burning like this is truly heartbreaking. Nothing gets over a heartbreak like an orgasm, from what I've been told. What do they say? The best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else? The catastrophic spread of bushfires is devastating and our thoughts go out to all the people, wildlife and land that has been affected throughout Australia. Thank you so much to everyone who are around the world who has already donated in any way. When you purchase our Down Under donation dildo, <laughs> we, we will give 100% of the profits directly to the bushfire relief efforts and everybody needs a relief. Thank you, James R, the Flying Hawaiian. Everybody needs a relief in these trying times. Everybody needs a little satisfaction in these trying times. Just because you have no house doesn't mean you can't have fun, right? Thank you for the subs, everybody. Really appreciate it. I wonder if that noise is going to get a little annoying, though. I might have to adjust the sub noise. Thank you, Puddle Mama. Appreciate the diamonds. Listen to the griffs rolling in, huh? How awful. So there you have it. The Down Under Donation Dildo. Uh, get one get one for yourself. Get one for your friends. Get one for Christmas next year. 
You know what I mean? Like I said, if you want to be fucked by Australia, now is your chance. It's not only us who get to get fucked by Australia. Now you can too. You can experience the pleasure as well. What an absolute treat. All right. <laughs> so we do have to touch on a more serious topic, ladies and gentlemen, and that is I think I think this is probably the most pressing topic right now. Being that the United States is the most powerful country on earth and being that it is the beacon on the hill, it's the light on the hill, and it's the light that we all rally around. I mean, it's the first... People often question my love of the United States and to them I say, uh-uh, dear questioner, I have I have gone on long-winded rants about how I used to study the United States. I was a Civil War buff when I was like 12 years old. How I've studied the history of the United States, not to any great extent. I wouldn't put my knowledge up against anybody with any kind of degree or anything. But just saying, um, the thing I love about the United States is it is the first, it's the worldwide, it's the human, it's the first example of a system that was built bottom up instead of top down. A system that was an experiment in human history. Throughout human history, before the United States was established in its constitution and the Declaration of Independence, Every single other society started with power being allocated from the top. The United States is the first time in human history and the only time in human history. Thank you for the subs. The only time in human history where the leaders said, no, 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 we're going to do it the other way around. We want a system based on individual liberty. We want a system based on individual freedoms. Instead of saying what the government can do, we're going to say what the government can't do. It's like a little flare-up in human history. It's the only time it's ever happened. It's the only country that was founded under such principles. So, of course, as a black shirt-wearing libertarian myself, uh, I, I obviously have an affinity with that. That is starting to get annoying, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't think of it. I, th I didn't think so many people would sub. I see you in hell. So, of course, I would find affinity with that kind of system, right? Of course, I would find something that resonates with me in that kind of history. That's something I can look to and say, God damn it. You know, humans aren't always, humans aren't the mindless uh, sheep, the mindless swill being led by the dick from one controversy to another all the time. Sometimes humans do good things. So that's, you know, that's part of why I, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, you're good, Amira bros. I like you. I love you guys. But then, you know, when somebody comes in and watches like five minutes of a show and they'll see me going off about something, when they'll see me criticizing some aspect of the United States, they don't understand that it's coming from a place of, hey, no, 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 I'm talking about this compared to where you were. This compared to where you came from. This compared to who you really are. You know, when I when I criticise uh, the United States or politicians in the United States, it's generally coming from a place of uh, why are you shitting on your own history? Why are you destroying what you are? Why are you so obsessed with becoming something else? What you were was good. What you were was good enough. Nobody's perfect. But what you represented in, in from the outset was the kind of thing that free people around the world wanted to be represented by. 
and now a lot of people are dedicating themselves to becoming something else entirely. And that's when I go, oh, fuck this. And I start telling jokes and I start getting sarcastic. And then somebody will come in and say, I don't think this boogie bumper guy likes me at all. <laughs> you haven't the patience for this program. You're one of the idiots I referred to in the start of the show. You're one of the people that we like to have in the chat to make the rest of us feel smarter. To contrast intelligence, right? So you're always going to be welcome. Don't get me wrong. But you're one of the guys that I was talking about. If, if this is you, if you're sitting back going, is he talking about me? Probably. I probably am talking about you out there. You. Not to put a, not to put a fine point on it or anything. So the real story, I think, is when I look back, you know, and think about America, think about all of the important stuff, I notice that something has been overlooked. And the big breaking story of today, ladies and gentlemen, is this guy. Cory Booker has called it quits. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Now, we love Cory Booker on this show because Cory Booker is the guy who three weeks ago, was it three weeks ago? It was maybe a month ago, when Kamala Harris dropped out of the presidential race. Remember, <laughs> we fucking covered it on this show. I said to you, this is not going to end well for Corey because what Corey did when Kamala Harris dropped out of the race was accuse his own voters of being racist <laughs> because he's a very intelligent guy. He's obviously far too intelligent to become the president because otherwise, you know, he would never have said something like that. Remember, he came out and said after Kamala Harris dropped out, he said, I'm angry. I'm angry that there isn't enough diversity up there. I'm angry that all of the top candidates are white people. He was pissed, man. He was pissed. He couldn't understand. We've been we've been pumping this racism rhetoric into our electorate for the last 25 years at least. I don't understand why they keep picking these awful evil white people. And to be fair, he's got a point. If you invest 25 years of your time into making white politicians the enemy, then you would be really pissed if you were Cory Booker and they choose white politicians ahead of you. Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. The top four. That is the top of the list. Cory Booker couldn't get a look in. Kamala Harris couldn't get a look in. And Cory Booker then resorted to calling his own voters racist which I thought was just fucking delicious. So I was very unsurprised to see that Cory Booker had dropped out of the presidential race just a month later because generally speaking, if you call your own voters racist and you say that you're angry at your own voters, they're probably less likely to vote for you. That's what we've figured out over the last few years. I know it's very complicated. It's very complex. It's a very intellectual thing. If you insult people, then they probably won't support you. <laughs> I know. I know, right? I don't understand either, Corey. I don't understand how this works. Surely they should be able to be guilted into voting for me. Surely they should be able to be shamed into voting for the black guy, these disgusting racist Democrat bastards. Surely. Unfortunately, sometimes... It doesn't work out the way we planned it to. So uh, press F in the chat for Cory Booker. He's going to be sorely missed. I mean, I just I just got over Marianne Williamson dropping out. At least Andrew Yang is still in there, right? 
We love Andrew Yang on this show. We love Marianne Williamson on this show. And tonight we celebrate the demise. I mean, the respectable giving up, let's call it that way, of Cory Booker. Let's have a look. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker officially announcing just now that he... She, she mispronounced New Jersey. I know I see Sandra in the chat. Sandra, I think you're the only person from New Jersey who listens to this show. Could you just correct everybody in the chat when they try to pronounce New Jersey? It's definitely, I'm right, I know. It's New Jersey. New Jersey. J O I S E Y. I think that's how you say it. New Jersey. He is ending his bid for the White House. The announcement oh, coming in just moments. Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. Ago. CNN's Rebecca Buck is following all this. She joins me now. So, Rebecca, what is Booker saying? Well, Kate, he's telling his supporters that he felt he did not have the resources to continue in this race. You know why? Because black men don't get enough fucking money. That's why. Because of racism. That's why. I didn't have the resources, bro. It's not my fault. You know who's to blame for me not having the resources to run for president? The white man. Mm-hmm. If only they had given me more money. If only they had supported me more, I would be in the running for the top job right now. He's blaming a lack of resources. You know what that means, right? The white patriarchal capitalist system is keeping a brother down. I'm feeling you, Corey. I'm with you there. For president with just a few weeks to go until the Iowa caucuses. Of course, Booker was not going to be on the debate stage tomorrow night for CNN's debate in Iowa with yep. the Des Moines Register. Yep. Of course, he was one of the vocal critics of the DNC's threshold that prevented candidates of color from making that debate stage tomorrow. <laughs> He can't help himself. He cannot help himself. These people are fucking unhinged, man. Even as he's stepping out of the right. Listen, did you hear what she said there? Oh, the threshold for the debate kept people of colour off the stage. No, no, no. It kept really unpopular candidates off the stage. <laughs> That's the threshold. The threshold isn't skin tone, you fuck. <laughs> well, you know, the threshold to keep people off the debate stage is definitely keeping people of colour off it. So what, you're saying nobody likes people of colour then? Are you saying we're all racist then? Huh? 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 I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> Just be honest. Just be honest. Is it is I'm going to ask you, is it because he's black that nobody can admit what a fucking terrible candidate this guy was? What an awful campaign this guy ran? I just explained that a month ago he was calling his own voters racist and they're acting surprised that nobody wants him? Jesus, man. See, this is why people don't trust the corporate media. This is why people don't like you, CNN. Because you lie, you lie, and you lie, and you lie, and you lie. You think in propaganda. I don't think it's even a conscious choice for these people anymore. I just think it's they're programmed to speak this way. They cannot admit. Because, again, we spoke about with Kamala Harris. If they admit that nobody likes Kamala Harris, then they have to admit that diversity isn't that important. And they can't admit diversity isn't that important because that's what their whole identity is built on. So if you look at the top Democratic candidates, they're all white. 
But CNN and MSNBC and all of the uh, surrogates and all of the conversation is about we love diversity. We want diversity. We're sick of white men. We love diversity, love diversity. But the results directly contradict that argument, directly contradict that theory. So they can't come out and admit it because then 20 years of their propagandizing of people, making everything about race, it evaporates overnight. So they have to invent new stories. They have to invent new ideas to to explain the obvious reality. But in doing so, they have to lie through their back teeth to you. (laughs) They have to just make shit up. Oh, you know, the, this this uh, debate ceiling where you have to have a certain amount of popularity, that was that was to keep black people off the stage. These people are unhinged. Tomorrow night will be the first time we will see all white candidates Listen on that this. stage. But I want to focus... <laughs> so fucking... That's what your voters want! This is what your voters want. Stop telling them what they want. Maybe the part of the problem here is, you know, I've often said the reason that Donald Trump got elected is because the centre-left and the centre-right have not been doing their job for the last 30 years. And I'm yet to see a coherent counter-argument to that. The reason that Boris Johnson gets elected running on the platform that he ran on is because the centre-left and the centre-right have not been doing their job. The reason people look outside the norm for more options is because the norm is failing them. Right? So if the Democrats and the Republicans had actually been listening to their voters over the last 30 years, Donald Trump doesn't happen. I see a lot of people out there blaming things for Donald Trump. Oh, we blame racism. We blame this. We blame that. We blame blah, 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 blah. I don't even go into, uh, I don't even believe that the left is to blame for Donald Trump. You know why? Because I think a lot of people, even on the left, voted for Donald Trump because they're not sick of the left. They're not sick of the right. They're sick of politics, full stop. They are sick of politics and politicians. They're sick of the shit show. That's why they voted for the one guy who wasn't one. They voted for the one guy who wasn't a politician to give the finger to all the politicians. The fuck you vote. And that only comes about after 20 or 30 years of repeatedly ignoring the wishes of your own constituents. So instead of this, talking about, oh, the lack of diversity on the stage, oh, there's potentially racism at play here, oh, the black man, the brother is getting kept down, why don't you try something else? Why don't you try listening to your voters? Why don't you try listening to what your voters want instead of telling them what they want? Because like I said, your great devil, your great nemesis, you know, the rod for your back, the albatross around your neck came about specifically because you refuse to listen to people. You refuse to listen to your voters. You refuse to listen to the people who vote. That's why we're here. But, again, they can't admit it. They can't say it. It is the 10,000-pound elephant in the corner of the room. If they admit it, the whole theory evaporates into thin air. (sighs) Then they have nothing. Then they are no one.
for CNN's debate in Iowa with the Des Moines Register. Of course, he was one of the vocal critics of the DNC's threshold that prevented candidates of color from making that debate stage. Tomorrow night will be the first time we will see all white candidates on that stage. But I want to focus on Booker's decision for now and read you a bit from an email he sent out to supporters. It's going out right now. He says it was a difficult decision to make, ending his bid for... I would have thought it would have been a relatively easy decision to make considering that nobody was voting for me. <laughs> you know, it was a really difficult decision to make to not complete the marathon after the first two kilometres when I was coming dead last by two kilometres. It was a really difficult decision to make. But, you know, I, I realised in that moment, well, I, I probably can't win, so I'm just going to have to... But it was hard. I mean, I had to think about it. It was a difficult decision to make. No, no, no. It was easy. Come on, Corey. It was easy. You looked at your popularity. Look, You looked at the money you had. You looked at what you needed to do. You looked at how far behind you were, and you realised, we've got no fucking chance. Let's get out now. I've made some cash. Let's go. It was easy. It's never hard. <laughs> It's never hard to not run in an election when you know you're not going to win. Come on now. Who would you be representing if you lost? Who would you be representing if you got 0.8% of the vote, Corey? You would only be damaging your own reputation at that point more so, Spartacus. For president, but I got in this race to win, and I've always said I wouldn't continue if there was no longer a path to victory. Our campaign has reached the point where we need more money to scale up and continue building a campaign that can win. Money we don't have and money that is harder to raise because I won't be on the debate stage and because the urgent business of impeachment will rightly be keeping me in Washington. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be at the debate stage one because they hate black people two because my democratic voters are racist and three because impeachment (laughs) I I fuck I god I pray I pray that people will start blaming the impeachment fiasco on the fact that there's no diversity on the debate on the debate stage now you say right you say right now that that's ridiculous wait Wait for it. Somebody will do it. Somebody will say that diversity is being hurt by the impeachment process. Trust me, these people are unhinged. It's not very difficult to get into the minds of these uh, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. All you have to do is jump to the thing that you would never possibly think of. And that's it. That's where they go. I mean, 10 years ago, we all agreed that there's no way that men are going to be uh, involved in high school wrestling against women, dislocating their shoulders and breaking their necks on the wrestling mat. That's not going to happen. Guess again, motherfucker. (laughs) If you thought that wasn't going to happen, guess again. It is happening. We're we're never going to have arguments about uh, which hole people should piss in when they use a public toilet. That's not going to happen. Guess again. It's going to happen. So whatever you think is highly impossible, that's where it'll probably end up with these folks. And of course, Booker was one of the senators who would have had to return to Washington and will be in Washington for this impeachment trial in the Senate. It threw another wrench into his campaign plans moving forward. But of course, resources were the key question here for Booker. He only raised $6.6 million in the last... Only raised $6.5 million. Why? God. 
Amazing how he survived so long with only six and a half million dollars. Quarter of 2019, which was his best quarter of the campaign, but far behind the leaders in this race. And of course, he never had a breakout moment. So what happens to that money now? You know what I'm an advocate for? I'm an advocate for if uh, you drop out, right, and there's money in the back, you should fucking refund that money. You know what I mean? Just the money you haven't spent. At the moment that you decide to drop out, whatever you have left over, that should go back to people. People donated on the pretense that you were running for president. If you're no longer running for president and you've got their money, you have to hand it back. If I take money to fix your car, right, but I don't fix it, I just leave it parked in the street for a week and you come and pick it up, I can't take your money. That's not how it works. Hey, I paid your money to fix the carburetor. What's going on? Yeah, I'd, I decided I'm not going to fix the carburetor because everybody's racist. So, uh, you know, here's, here's the car. Here's the carburetor. I'm closing the shop. I'm not doing anything. Can I have my money back? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do they get to keep it? From the time he launched his campaign nearly a year ago, February 1st in Newark, he had a consistent message of love, of community, of men. Love and community. <laughs> that's because that's what people want. Don't 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 listen to voters, Corey. Just because voters uh, say that they want other things doesn't mean that you can't berate them into believing that they want what you think they should want. Again, don't don't let the experience of the last six months change who you are, Corey. You keep hammering people about diversity. You keep telling your own constituents that they're racist for selecting four top runners in their own primary uh, you know, process as white people. You keep telling them that they're wrong. You keep spreading that message of love and community. And if they don't want the message of love and community, then you tell them that they're idiots. Please continue doing so. You know better. You are smarter. You are the intellectual elite, Corey. You know better than what your you know better what your voters want than what they want. I think I know your thoughts better than you do. Bending the moral fabric of America, but it wasn't something that voters ever responded to. And <sighs> what a fucking surprise! <laughs> Got to hear that again. The, the, again, the lack of self-awareness in the corporate press is breathtaking sometimes. You know, they, he was talking about love and community. He was talking about diversity. But it seems the voters never really respond to it. I guess it's the voters' fault. <laughs> never had a breakout moment. No. From the time he launched no, his didn't. campaign nearly a year ago, February 1st in Newark, he had a consistent message of love, of community, of mending the moral fabric of America. Yep. Yep. But it wasn't something that voters ever responded to. Yeah. And so, Kate, we see the result of that today. Booker yep. ending his campaign before voters cast their ballots in yep. Iowa, New Hampshire, and those other early states. Mm. Now, we don't know if Booker will endorse a Democratic candidate in this primary oh, sure process. He what he I'm did sure say he in his statement to supporters. I'm sure he will, because he'll want uh, he'll want that cabinet position that's dangled in front of him. However, Kate, is that he will campaign for and support whoever is the Democratic nominee, and also help... Christy Christie in the chat says, Happy Snow Day. I didn't know there was, I didn't know there was such a day. Is this a Punxsutawney Phil thing? Well, I didn't know there was a snow day. Um, I, I only see snow once every 15 years, and that's when I go somewhere to look at it. So I, I guess happy snow day, if there is such a thing. I'm not convinced that snow isn't a, a government false flag, by the way.
Democrats down the ballot because, as he said often on the trail, beating Trump is the floor for him, not the ceiling. Kate. Rebecca, thank you so much. for. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Horrible, horrible news. Cory Booker, ladies and gentlemen, he's given up. He's, he's handed in the towel. He's stepping aside because his own voters are racist, too racist to vote for him. He can't get enough money because the capitalist white capitalist system is keeping a brother down. And the real problem here is he sent a message of love and community and mending the moral fabric of America. And that didn't resonate with voters because voters are awful. Voters are evil. Voters are evil, racist scum. Cory Booker knows it. I know it. And now you know it too. Thank you so much. Thanks for the memories, Cory. It was, it was real. It was real. Spartacus, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's go to this. We've got some other stuff for you. You are listening to The Daily Boogie. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Chanel Rion, Rion, Rion from OAN tweeted this out earlier. Iranian demonstrators storming Khomeini's office in the city now chanting death for the dictator, death for the dictator. Let's have a look. Uh, I mean, if you thought Antifa was intense. Sorry about that. I'm not going to lie, I am a fan of public disorder when warranted. <laughs> Put my hand up. <laughs> I have been known from time to time to partake in a little public disorder from time to time. Perhaps public urination, though. That's probably as far as I go. I did a glory piss once on the bridge, in the middle of the bridge. You know, where you take a piss, like, in broad daylight in front of everybody in a public place and you put your finger up like this, like, yes, I'm number one. Did that once. That's about as far as I got. <laughs> public disorder. <laughs> hey, come on, it was Anzac Day. The boys died for our freedom to do this. Fuck it. I'm celebrating freedom on Anzac Day. Celebrating our veterans. <clears throat> so my first question is, okay, so they're chanting death for the dictator, death for the dictator. Iran, is this not potentially a self-reflection moment? It's like, geez, Iran, is it is it possible that a lot of your problems stem from jumping straight to death? Like jumping straight to murder as a solution? Like, I feel like that this, this is not only an Iran problem. You know, like, I, I tend to feel like that there's a, there's a trend <clears throat> in this part of the world that when we don't like our government, when we don't like you know, who's running us that we just jump straight to, well, let's cut his fucking head off. And it's like, well, hang on, hang on. Whoa, slow down. <laughs> slow down. You don't have to go straight to beheadings. Just chill, man. And I get it, man. I get it. I get it. Because death to the dictator, death to the dictator. It's easy. It wraps up nicely. You know, it's got a good beat to it. It's got a rhythm to it. It's very catchy. It's a lot harder to sell... Uh, you know, what do we want? We want a fair process. We want due process and a fair trial for our former administrators. When do we want it? Eventually. What do we want? We want a government that respects the sanctity of human life and individual liberty. When do we want it? Now. It's, 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 it's a lot harder to sell that. It's much easier to say, what do we want? Die, motherfucker. When do we want it? Now. Like, I get it, man. I get it. I get it. For the sake of brevity, I I guess it's valid. 
But you know, do 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 we not do we not take pause from time to time and think, you know what? Maybe if we stopped, you know, getting together in mobs and demanding that people be murdered, maybe a lot of our problems might not seem like such big problems anymore. <laughs> Maybe if we stopped dragging people out of buildings and gutting them on the street, maybe we wouldn't live in fear from dictators who exist specifically to stop people dragging people out of their buildings and gutting them on the street. Say what you will about the dictators, at least they're the only ones who drag people out of the buildings and gut them on the street. (laughs) See, I used to think it was the dictators' fault, right? I used to think, wow, the dictators are going around killing everybody. No, no, that's the mistake here. Not all cultures are the same. Not everybody respects individual liberty. Not everybody respects individual choice. Not everybody respects freedom the way you do, my American brothers and sisters, my Western comrades. Not everybody looks at this the same way. See, you get blackpilled, right? And you get to a point where you realise that in some cultures, in some places, death is the answer. And what the dictator does is stop people from killing each other by killing people. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying that's what it is. See, a lot of these hardline dictators that we look upon with Western sensibilities, this is not an an advertisement for dictatorships. Obviously, like I said before, I'm a black shirt libertarian guy. I love love me some goddamn freedom. I love my freedoms, I tell you what. Love freedom, love freedom. More freedom, the better. My first question is whenever we try to solve a problem, why don't we try to solve it with more freedom? Why don't we try that? But what tends to happen, like if you observe, you know, these other countries, these other cultures around the world, um, the first opportunity that people get to get out from under a dictatorship, what do they want to do to the previous people? They want to kill them all, okay? Well, the only way to fix the indiscriminate killing, the only way to fix the bloodshed is with more bloodshed. I mean, they are they are essentially university-age socialists. University-age socialists say, let's do a little bit of socialism to this thing. And when it doesn't work, they say, you know what the problem was? We haven't done enough socialism. And so they double down. And when that doesn't work, they say, you know what this needs? More socialism. Like socialism is the only answer. And I mean, if you're in the United States or Australia or the UK and you're thinking, oh, these people just want freedom. They just want liberty. They just want protection. They want their rights to be protected just like we do. Guess again. Guess again, because by and large, more often than not, when given the opportunity to change, it comes back to, hey, let's kill everybody we disagree with. You can say, oh, it's going to be different this time. What is it over the last 1400 years that suggests to you that that's going to be the case? Blind faith, blind optimism, hope. You can have hope. Doesn't mean that it's going to work out the way you think it does. Just my, just one man's opinion. Just putting it out there. Uh, now is the time to panic, though. Now is the time to panic. I've seen a lot of people over the last couple of days. Don't cheat. Don't read that headline. Don't cheat. I want to set this up. I've seen a couple of people over the last few days 
making jokes, making memes about, oh, Iran is no threat. Irani, the Iranian military has nothing. They got nothing, man. The Ayatollahs, they can't do nothing to us. Au contraire, my patriotic friend. Have you considered all the options? What about the dark military spending of the Iranian regime? What about doors that were previously locked, which are now opened? Have you considered the fact that you may not have considered everything? Well, allow me to present to you things that may not have been considered by yourself. And let's start with this. Iran has a fleet of killer dolphins trained by Russia to blow up ships in suicide attacks. Yes! <laughs> killer dolphins! Woo! I'm, I'm finding myself more and more on the side of Iran every fucking day. It's like, Ameri America, don't kill the dolphins. God. thought we love dolphins here. Trained killer dolphins. I know that uh, my dear friend Kimmy Y Censored in the chat, she does a show on Thursday nights called My Favourite Things. And she goes into topics, she has guests. You know, it's a, it's a, fill, it's a fun, it's a chill stream. You know what I mean? So, you know, she goes into weird topics and stuff just for fun, just for kicks. And I know that her, uh, is it the intro or the outro? I think it's the, I can't remember if it's the intro or the outro, but she plays that dolphin song from uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So long and thanks for all the fish. I guess it's at the end. So long and thanks for all the fish. You know, where the dolphins fuck off. <clears throat> These guys. A killer fleet of dolphins was purchased by Iran in 2000. How many of them are still alive now? Have we trained more killer dolphins? After their Russian army trainers ran out of cash and fish. The marine mercenaries... <laughs> were trained by the Soviet Union to kill enemy frogmen and to attack US ships with mines in kamikaze-style suicide missions. Those brave Iranian dolphins! The highly intelligent animals were primed by the military to become expert soldiers and could tell the difference between foreign ships by the sounds of their propellers. This is no laughing matter. Some were even trained to swim up to enemy boats with mines strapped to them, blowing holes in the ships and themselves. But funding for the Russian project ran out and the killer dolphins were taken into the care of their trainer, Boris Jurid. They performed a short while at a dolphinarium in Russia. That must be a big letdown. That must be a big anticlimax. If you're, if you're a trained dolphin killer, if you're a trained amphibious killer and you end up doing, you know, shows where you're jumping through hoops and eating fish and stuff. It's like, this is not what I'm trained to do. I could imagine, like, somebody who signs up for the army but then ends up just cooking in the mess hall. Like, they they, they grew up dreaming of being a killer, running over the sand dunes, ch taking out targets with sniper rounds, and instead they're just making spaghetti bolognese for all of the other soldiers. Like, I could imagine the letdown that comes with something like that. Man... It's like, what am I doing here? Cleaning pots? Come on, man. I wanted to be killing guys. I, I, I feel for the dolphins. Exactly. Cameron Brownies, the poor dolphins. The, <laughs> the BBC reports in total 27 animals. Thank you for the subs. Oh, oh. In total. 
27 animals, including walruses, sea lions, seals, and a white beluga whale, were loaded with the dolphins into a Russian transport aircraft for the journey from Sivotspol on the Crimean Peninsula in the Black Sea to the Persian Gulf. Who knows? Maybe that plane that was blown up was filled with fucking dolphins. At the time, he told Russian newspaper, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Should I have a go? Komsomoloskaya? Is that is that okay? You have to do it with a Russian accent. At the at time, he told the Russian newspaper, Komoloskaya. Okay, that's possible. Komoloskaya Pravda. That he was prepared to go to Allah or even the devil as long as my animals will be okay there. And the soggy soldiers could still be alive and at Iran's disposal. Dolphins have a lifespan of around 50, with reports dating the beginning of the mammal's training at 1991, meaning they've got a few years in them yet. Yeah, but they're veterans, though, now. It's thought the killer dolphins were sold en masse after funding collapsed, and as well as Iran, could be lurking anywhere in the world. There are killer dolphins in the ocean right now, ladies and gentlemen. In a newspaper report at the time, one Russian journalist wrote, in essence, Iran has bought our former secret weapon from Ukraine on the cheap. Well, that's good. They, they're very good at managing a budget, the Iranians. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Iran has a fleet of killer dolphins trained by Russia to blow up ships in suicide attacks. I, I know you're laughing. I know you think it's funny, but this, this is not without precedence. Uh, I don't know how many people know this, but during World War II... Uh, the Soviets trained dogs to go and um, look for food under German tanks, right? So they would strap uh, dynamite to the dogs because the softest part of a tank is underneath it. They, they, there's no armor plating like under, on the bottom of the tank, right? Because there's no need for there to be any. So, well, at least back then that was the case. So the Soviets trained dogs to tr run under um, German tanks and then they would detonate them. So it's not without precedence. It's like it's been used in history before, using animals as weapons. It's not a new thing. Ladies and gentlemen, killer dolphins. Uh, I want to go to this story that was sent through by the General Eaton on the Discord. By the way, if you want to join the Discord, there's a link out there somewhere. Somebody will tweet it out. Feel free to join in. Pentagon warns service members... Pentagon tells military personnel not to use at-home DNA kits. I sense another conspiracy theory, don't you? Remember those conspiracies going around from people like myself, you know, only a matter of maybe 12 months ago saying, do not use the at-home DNA kits. Who knows what kind of results you're getting and who knows what is going to happen to you? Like, will you be put on some kind of company database if you use these at-home DNA kits? And of course, we were told, oh, it's all conspiracy. It's all crazy. It's all ridiculous. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, our friend is back um, letting us all feel smart. Boogie loves the cock. Don't let him fool you. Of course I love the cock. Don't you? What are you, some kind of bigot, man? Jesus. The intelligence quotient of the audience, the rest of the audience, just went up. Thank you for joining us. He sucks at regular. Of course I do. Love it. By the way, 
if you want private, like if you want private messages, streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper. Just make a donation there, man. I'll send you private videos. You're going to love it. Trust me. I know how to rock your world. Did you miss the first story? Look at, look at what we're talking about here. Of course I love the cock. <laughs> All right. Let's see why the Pentagon is warning service members that DNA kits pose security risks. Thank you for the sub. Uh-oh. It's all, remember, remember, guys, it's all conspiracy theory. It's not real. It's not really happening. Give the best DNA gift. Then one of this year's hottest Christmas gifts, home DNA testing. Thank you for the diamond, UK Neil. I guess, I guess UK Neil, I guess everybody loves the cock. You're the odd one out, brother. Put Press one in the chat if you love the cock. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to suspect that almost everybody loves the cock here. Testing kits that help trace a person's ancestry or flag potential vulnerability to disease. The companies have long said they carefully guard the data they gather. But now the Defense Department is warning U.S. military personnel not to use them. A memo co-signed by the top Pentagon intelligence official says the kits could expose personal and genetic information. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> What are you talking about? The kits could expose personal and genetic information. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just giving a DNA sample to some random company so they could tell me what my DNA makeup is and then keep my records on file. Of course, we all know there's nothing to worry about. There's no panic here. What are you, some kind of conspiracy theorist? Just get the DNA kit, guys. It's ama It's amazing to me, by the way, how many uh, commenters, no names, I'm not going to mention any names because some of them I actually enjoy listening to, but it's amazing how many commentators, like uh, 10 levels above where I am, you know, actual commentators, not people who do it part-time, but people who do it for a living. It's amazing how many people sell this shit. Oh, by the way, guys, get DNA and me. Get, what is it? 23 and me. Check out your DNA. I was amazed at the results. It was so much fun. I was sitting there talking to my wife. Hey, I'm 86% Argentinian. I had no idea. It's so fucking cool, man. But then after they do their live read, they're like, don't trust anybody with your personal information. Fuck the kid. <laughs> like completely devoid of logic. Don't trust anybody with your personal information. Make sure you give your personal DNA markers to this private entity. Make sure you do that. It's really fun. It's fun to give up your personal DNA information. <laughs> but now we have the military saying it's a bad idea. I guess I guess we have to believe them. Oh dear. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. How awful. What a conspiracy theory. Another conspiracy unearthed. Personnel not to use them. A memo coast. A lot, I saw a lot of ones in the chat. People are saying, don't leave. Our friend is saying, that's it. I'm out of here. No, nobody wants you to go. We all want you to stay here. Haven't you got it yet? Haven't you figured this out? We want you here, bro. I, I, I want your, I want your comments. I want your participation. You don't get it, man. You're not, you're not being, you're not being pushed out the door. You're not being censored. I want you to remain here in our company. This is a far better show when people like you show up. Idiots, right? You make it fun. 
it, your comments give me something to laugh at. I want you here. You are you're a welcome part. You're a part of the tapestry now. You're part of the story. You're part of the journey, whether you like it or not. Please don't go anywhere. Remain. Please, please. <laughs> Everybody wants you to stay, man. It's probably the first time in your life you've ever heard that. Are you going to shun the only people who have welcomed you with open arms? Come on, man. Be reasonable. Signed by the top Pentagon intelligence official says the kits could expose personal and genetic information and potentially create unintended security consequences. Unintended security consequences. I never, th I never thought of this. This is risk. The kits are hugely popular. Oh, oh. Thank you, Battle Baba, for the subscription. With over 26 million people having submitted their DNA to wow. trace their lineage. Privacy concerns have grown along with their popularity, given how revealing DNA can be. One of the things about... <laughs> we are so stupid as a, as a species. We, like, I don't, I, I excuse other species on planet Earth for getting stuff wrong from time to time, you know what I mean? Because they, they're not that smart. They don't have the same, they don't have the self-reflective ability that we have. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I, nobody knows, but I would suspect that human beings are the only species on Earth that have the, the ability to question their own existence. I would imagine every other species just runs mainly on instinct. Like, wake up, I need to eat, I need to fuck, I need to shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. And just have to satisfy that compulsive urge until it's satisfied and then you move on to the next compulsive urge. Like, you don't get to question it. You don't get to think about it. We do get to think about it. And it took 23 million people submitting their DNA to be kept on record and the Pentagon coming out and saying, yeah, I don't think this is a good idea. It took that much for us to say, yeah, well, there may be some privacy concerns. <laughs> We're so fucking stupid. There may be some privacy concerns. It took 23 million people's, 23 million applications for people to figure this out. Oh, the Pentagon came out and said there might be some privacy concerns. What's the difference after 23 million people have done it? Oh, oh. I'm, de I'm definitely going to have to change the subscription sound, I think, to make it a little bit shorter. After 23 million people have done it, what's the difference? It's ruined now. Privacy concern. Yet yeah, privacy concerns was before the first person did it. Not after 23 million people have done it. Now it's not a concern at all. Now it's a fucking party conversation topic at a dinner party. Well, you know, I did I did the DNA thing and it turns out that I'm 76% Colombian. Oh, really? Oh, isn't that wonderful? You know, my grandmother was Colombian. You don't say. Whoa, isn't that lovely? Isn't it so much fun? Isn't it so much fun to have your DNA on a on a record somewhere archived? Isn't that wonderful? Now I have something to fill the empty heads of my vacuous dinner guests with. Now I have something to talk about because the rest of my life, the rest of my identity is so boring and so uninteresting and so unspectacular. I guess I'm going to have to reflect in I'm, I guess I'm going to have to bask in the reflected glory of ancestors I didn't even know existed 2 years ago. 
That's how I'm going to make myself a better person is by finding out what my family history is through the DNA, through the generations, through the millennia and taking, you know, taking pride in somebody else's achievement of not dying for thousands of years. Like, so well done. Would you, would you like some punch? Would you like a piece of cake? Fuck me dead. We're so dumb. DNA is it's almost always unique and therefore you while you can change your ID you can change your password it's really difficult to change your DNA ancestry.com says it does not share DNA difficult but not impossible I hope to become a suicide dolphin at some point in the future I see winning TV in the chat on winning TV is just press number one so he's probably on a little delay winning TV also loves the cock um if you're not subscribed to Winning TV on YouTube, good friend of mine, Phil, D- Phil D'Angelo, and uh, his great friend, Doc Martin, who I also adore, and all of the guests on Saturday night, Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, do a show live every Saturday night. Win, in, win on TV with Phil D'Angelo. NA data with insurance companies or employers. 23andMe says its customers choose how their information will be used and shared. Uh, we'll both acknowledge that federal agents and local... <laughs> no, no, no. We give you the option of how that information will be shared. I see Irrational Times in the chat on YouTube. You should subscribe to Irrational Times. The same people that are telling us race doesn't matter are selling us focusing in on our genetic makeup. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Ducks Regionus, for the Ninja Gini. Much appreciated. I, I'm, I'm completely confident. I'm completely confident with these DNA tests. I know that nothing's ever going to happen. You know, just because you hand over your personal private DNA information to a private entity doesn't mean that it's ever going to get misused. I mean, that would be crazy talk. You know, we hand over private information to these, uh, you know, these global entities all the time doesn't mean that they're going to start selling our information to people like that never happened before these global internet-based companies have never sold our private data to other companies have they you know it's true you know it's not true i mean (laughs) that's never going to happen stop being such a conspiracy theorist stop panicking stop panicking stop worrying about it uh all right, I, I am going to get to the point of tonight's show, which is uh, last last week we played a video. Daddy, remember Daddy Dom and Baby Girl? That's my baby girl. I'll tell you what, that's my sweet little baby girl over there. We at the top of the cultural food chain, ain't we, honey? Uh-huh, Daddy, can I have a bottle now? Uh-huh, first we're going to bomb those sand niggers. You're back into the Middle Ages, in the Stone Ages. I'll tell you what, we're at the top of the fucking food chain here, baby girl. So we had a lot of fun with Daddy Dom and Baby Girl. But tonight I'm going to bring you, ladies and gentlemen, the reverse side. Because, guys, as we all know, we saw the girl acting like a baby and like we were having a laugh and we thought it was all fun and games and all that kind of thing. Uh, We're not out of the woods yet because I have found it's from 2018, but it doesn't matter because I don't think most people have seen it. And I haven't seen it. I haven't watched the video yet. I just saw the, the thumbnail. I'm like, oh, shit, I have to do this. We have a baby boy, ladies and gentlemen. Just to, just to even up the gender level, we're all about equality here on this program. We love equality. So we did uh, Daddy Dom and Baby Girl last week. So tonight we're doing Baby Boy. But before we get to that, just a couple more stories for your consideration. <clears throat> this next guy, I think, should be our personal mascot. 
if you are in the freedom game, if you're in the freedom business, if you love if you love freedom, ladies and gentlemen, this guy should be our hero. I present to you, man high on meth fights off 15 police officers while masturbating. <laughs> this guy is my fucking hero. <laughs> I know Stefan Sears is in the chat. Stefan, he's from Oregon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, brother. A man who was allegedly high on meth reportedly fought off more than a dozen police officers while publicly masturbating. See, it's the devil's in the detail. This is what I love. It's not after he was masturbating. It was while masturbating. Can you imagine what a power move that is? Can you imagine fighting off two dozen cops while you've got your dick in your hand? Not after you've got your dick in your hand, while you're pumping. <laughs> Say so he's literally fighting one-handed. Get off me. I'm nearly finished. It's like this guy is like Thanos. What a fucking legend. He wasn't stopping his masturbatory activities just because the SWAT team arrived and started hitting him with batons. No, he's going to finish up. I'll decide when I get arrested. I'm not done here yet, sir. I'm not done here yet, officer. Andrew Frey, 37, apparently made a series of outbursts and then began masturbating in an Oregon restaurant, the Oregonian reports. Incredibly, police were reportedly unable to subdue Frey with a taser. So they tasered the guy and he's still wanking. Ah, ah, oh, yeah, that's the good shit right there. Oh. <laughs> Taser him, take him down. Oh! It's it's like hooking your nipples up to a car battery. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, officer. There you have it. Continue reading at huffingtonpost.co.uk. Should we? Okay. Should we know? I, I think we need to know more. Your data, your experience, fine, fine. Take my personal data. It's only DNA. What do I care? I'm not going to subscribe to any news later. Uh, Frey later reportedly told authorities that he took methamphetamine and couldn't remember the obscene incident. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm innocent. I don't remember a thing. According to the Marion County Sheriff's Office, Frey was treated at a local hospital and then booked into county jail on charges of public indecency, theft of services, and resisting arrest. There you go. <laughs> Rapunzel in the chat with a great comment. Meth and erections don't necessarily go hand in hand. <laughs> I think that's a that's a heroic effort. I mean, you know, most people would struggle to um, most people would struggle to keep one police officer at bay, let alone fifteen, and let alone fifteen not with one hand tied your back behind your back, but one hand on the rod. You know what I mean? With one taking one off the wrist. This guy's this guy. If he wasn't, you know. If he wasn't doing this, he would be one of the Avengers. He would be a superhero. Because that kind of power, I mean, pff, fuck out of here. Man, Heil Meth fights off 15 police officers while masturbating. Not after he masturbated, while he was doing it. Absolutely sensational stuff. All right, before we get to our adult baby, our baby boy, Bobby, bouncing baby boy here, I do have one quick video to show. Oh, my God. Speaking of masturbating, 
Um, this is how. This is when I realised that the Jeffrey Epstein story has gone from like this is when I realised that the corporate media and its interests are going to now push the Jeffrey Epstein saga into the realm of myth. Thank you for the subs. Adboa gifting a lot of subs on DLive. Thank you so much, sir. If you're not on DLive, Adboa's over there and I think he's gone mad because he's giving everybody subscriptions to the channel. So if you want to head over to DLive, it seems like Adboa is just handing it out like a meth addict wanking in a restaurant <laughs> being metered by police. So get in on that action. This is how you know that they're going to push the Jeffrey Epstein saga into like that myth realm. And when I say the MILF, MILF, MILF realm, pardon me, he would never be in, he would never be interested in a MILF. Into that myth realm where nobody takes it too seriously. You know what I mean? Like it's going to become like the Elvis is alive conspiracy. It's going to become the Marilyn Monroe is alive conspiracy. And any kind of legitimacy is now going to be slowly dripped out of the story. And the reason I know this is because it's on Inside Edition. Now, if you consider Inside Edition to be like a legitimate hard-hitting news source, you're wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Gypsy. Gypsy's handing out the subs too. A lot of free love on DLive. We're a bunch of regular hippies here on DLive. Thank you so much. Uh, Inside Edition is where legitimate stories go to die. I'm going to show you, just look at the presentation of this story and try, and I want you to try and tell me that in six months from now, this won't be relegated to just a conspiracy theory, okay? Did Jeffrey Epstein leave behind a suicide note? There is a note and there is a pen, and on Sunday we're going to show you what that note says. 60 Minutes correspondent Sharon Alfonsi has an exclusive look inside Epstein's cell at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Manhattan, where he was found dead last August. Inside his cell were things like an electrical cord, prescription medicines, bedding, all kinds of sheets. The See, I know it doesn't look like it now, but trust me, this is the kind of shit that they used to do about Elvis Presley. Obviously, Elvis Presley is not Jeffrey Epstein, but you think about it. They'll say shit like, well, this is what we found in Elvis Presley's apartment when he died. And all of this points to a deeper story. All of this points to a bigger conspiracy. You know, I don't think Elvis is even dead. I don't think he's even dead at all. Nobody saw the body. You know what I mean? So now, the the in, instead of talking about instead of talking about the real actual discrepancies with this, that being the apparently the, apparently there was a whole list of uh, quote unquote failures, and again, got to say, big smacks, William Barr. People want to tell me what a great guy William Barr is. William Barr is the guy that's saying, "Well, no, I think he killed himself." William Barr is the guy that's saying, no, 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 no. The story of just one failure after another, oh, the camera didn't work and then they lost the footage and the guards were asleep and they were off duty and there was something else happened. William Barr is the guy who's saying that's true. So people want to talk about justice and talk about what a great guy William Barr is. He might be a great guy, but on this, he's the one that's actually pushing the story, nothing to see here, right? For whatever reason.
people say, you know, Jeffrey Epstein was hired by his dad to teach at a university and stuff. I get all that. I get all that. But let's just look at what people do. William Barr is the guy that's saying, nothing to see here. Don't look here. There's no story here. Trust the explanation that's being handed to you that he killed himself, right? Take it or leave it. Like it or lump it. That's what's happening. So you see now with stories like this, when they're talking about, oh, there was a suicide note. And in his room, do you know that there was like an electrical cord in there? Um, And you know, there was other things in his room that were like kind of weird. It's turning into look at these things and not the other things. Don't look at the motivation that people might have had for whacking this guy. Don't look at the fact that the correction centre failed uh, dismally and that's the story apparently. Don't look at the story we're presenting to you. Invent a new story, right? Invent a different story. Why? So it can be delegitimized. So it can become folklore. So it can become myth. So it can become something that's argued about by conspiracy theorists on the internet. So you forget about it. So you move on. So you look away. So you focus on the next thing. Well, you know, there was a, uh, there was a suicide note in there. And we, we don't know what was said on the note, but there was definitely a pen. Oh, I wonder what was on the note. What kind of pen was it? Was it a fountain pen? I think it was a fountain pen because he always had fountain pens. He always used to have fountain men. There was an electrical cord in there. Really? There was an electrical cord in the room? Oh, my God. How did he even get an electrical cord? Did somebody want him to kill himself? Did somebody hand him an electrical cord in his cell? Is that what happened? I think that's what happened. I think the guards tried to make him kill himself. I think that's the way it worked. I think that's what was happening here. I'm telling you. Six months from now, that will be the conversation. It'll be shit. It'll be all of the auxiliary shit that floats around the topic instead of dealing with the real stuff. <laughs> that, that the guy was in jail, that he was uh, a celly to a uh, convicted cop, uh, convicted corrupt cop who was known for killing drug dealers. The, the story won't be the fact that the evidence has literally been destroyed arguably the highest profile inmate in 2019 and it just so happens that the video evidence has been lost oh we just lost it oh sorry about that don't worry about that you know there was a you know i heard that there was a note in there and a fountain pen and an electrical cord and all of this weird stuff was going on they're trying to they're trying to steer you into making it myth they're steering it into folklore they're steering it into conspiracy theory with reports like this. We're going to show you what that note says. 60 Minutes correspondent Sharon Alfonsi has an exclusive look inside Epstein's cell at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Manhattan, where he was found dead last August. Inside his cell were things like an electrical cord. Like who cares? Prescription medicines. Like who, who gives a fuck? The story is not the electrical cord. The story is not the prescription medicines. That has nothing to do with the story. Don't make it the story. They're going to make it the story. And they're making that the story so we forget about the story, the real story, which is all the other shit we talked about. 
bedding, all kinds of sheets. The presence of so many sheets is raising questions. Why were so many allowed when Epstein had previously attempted suicide? No, 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 no. Don't let them do this. The question is not why he had so many bed sheets. The question is, why is he dead? <laughs> That's the question. The question is not why did he have an why did he have prescription medication in his cell? The question is why was the evidence, the video footage of this murder fucking erased from history? That's the question. See how you misdirect people? You you take you take that curiosity, you take that skepticism and you just guide it into dead ends. You just guide it into places where it's fucking pointless to have. And then eventually what you'll see is six months from now, people will be arguing about the bed sheets. They won't be arguing about where is the camera footage. They won't be arguing about why is he dead in the first place. They'll be arguing about should inmates who are on suicide watch get bed sheets or not. Why? What was his prescription medication? That will be the argument that people have. And the people, the people who want this story to go away will sit back and they'll crown their hands over their chest and go, ah, they've done it again. We've done it again. We've managed to take a big story and get everybody to forget the fucking point. Like that. And it starts with shit like this. Trust me, when you, you, when you see those conversations in six months from now, you will remember this show. There are many skeptics out there who claim that Jeffrey Epstein didn't. <laughs> there are many skeptics out there. <laughs> See, that's the other point too. See, the little sideways angle to this is all of the conspiracies that they're going to raise in order to turn this into myth, into in order to turn it into folklore, will only back up the official story, right? Why did he have so many bedsheets? Well, that's a real conspiracy. Obviously, he killed himself with the bedsheet. Do you see what's happening here? He had prescription medication and extra bed sheets. Well, obviously the real conspiracy here is that he took too much prescription medication and hung himself with the extra bed sheet. That needs to be investigated. No, 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 no. See, see what's happening here? Let's talk about the conspiracy of Jeffrey Epstein. How did he get extra bed sheets and prescription medication when he was on suicide watch? No. <laughs> If we want to talk about the conspiracy of Jeffrey Epstein, we talk about why is he dead? <laughs> That's the conspiracy. Kill himself. Sources say that they could overhear the guard saying, breathe, Epstein, breathe. And we also have learned that soon after that, that all the prisoners that were in the Listen security to this. area started chanting, breathe, Epstein, breathe. They're backing up the official story. They're trying to make the official story the conspiracy. Oh, these fuckers, man. These slimy fuckers. They're making the official government story the conspiracy. Oh, he had extra bed sheets. Oh, he had prescription medication. Oh, it was the... There were guards saying, breathe, Jeffrey, breathe. They were trying to save his life. It's such a conspiracy. You know, the fact that this guy killed himself in his cell is so weird. <laughs> Right? You know, you know, people have a lot of questions about Jeffrey Epstein. Like, 
just how did he kill himself? No, no, that's not that's not the question. No, no, shut up. It is the question. I heard that the guards were saying, breathe, Jeffrey, breathe. They were trying to save his life. Like, they didn't want him to kill himself, but he did anyway. Oh, my God, isn't that weird? <laughs> this is how you get mind fucked. <laughs> they're, turning, they're turning the official story into the conspiracy. This is what happens. After failing to resuscitate him, prison <clears throat> authorities rushed the body to a hospital, and that appears to be a violation of regulations. So he's, again, side issues. Fueling more conspiracy theories. There it is! <laughs> there it is! I didn't watch this far into the clip. There it is. There it is. Take it home, take it to the bank. Listen to that, right? You ready? One more time. Breathe, Epstein, breathe. And we also have learned that soon after that, that all the prisoners that were in the secure area started chanting, breathe, Epstein, breathe. <sighs> after failing to resuscitate him, prison authorities rushed the body to a hospital. And that appears to be a violation of regulations, fueling more conspiracy theories about the tycoon's death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't think that this kind of soft sell is intended for the purpose of making this go away and turning it into folklore, right, and turning it into myth and getting you to focus on the wrong aspects of this whole saga, then I've got a bridge to sell you. You know what I mean? Wow. Oh, well, it's just fueling more conspiracy theories. Fuck me dead. All right, let's get let's get to our topic. Let's get to our main story today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said last week, we spoke about um, Bubby Girl, Daddy Dom and Baby Girl, and it was, you know, because on this, on this show we love love, but we also love people being who they are. I want you to be you. Like I said to our friend in the chat who has left us for some unknown reason. I'm not sure why he left. He was only getting positive feedback. I was only giving f positive feedback to our friend here who told me that I should, uh, what was it, go suck more cock or something? Um, but whatever. <laughs> Tycoon. <laughs> Rational times. He was only getting encouragement to be here. I'm not sure why he left. It's strange. Um, so... We love love, but we also love people being who they are. I want everybody to be, I want you to do you, man. I want you to be the best you that you could possibly be. And I don't care what that looks like. Just be you, man. I celebrate you. We are all about inclusion. We are all about intolerance. We are all about progress on this show. After all, it is the commie eco-fascist uh, gender fluid program. This is the safe space for you. Welcome to the community. So... I, I I saw this, I watched like the first, I literally, I swear to God, I watched the first 10 seconds of this clip. I'm like, I have to bring it to you because we did baby girl last week, because we did daddy Dom and baby girl. It's like, we've got to be fair here. So now let's see what it's like on the male side of the ledger, because I wasn't the only one. A couple of us in the, on the show last week had this theory that if baby girl was hotter, like if she was like a 10 out of 10, then the whole like you know, drinking from a bottle and like, oh, daddy spank me. That's probably hot. But it's because she was, you know, not so attractive. That's what made it weird, <laughs> which is probably wrong, but who gives a fuck, right? 
I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It's weird. It's weird regardless, but it's more weird when they're ugly. <laughs> I hope that clears that up. I don't want to offend anybody. But if they're hot, they can probably get away with shit that ugly girls can't get away with. Sorry, it's just the way of the world. I don't make the rules. So let's see. Let's have a look at uh, Bubby Boy. I'm calling him Bubby Boy. Baby Boy. Bouncing Baby Boy. Living as an adult baby. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Let's see what we can unearth here in on the show of tolerance, on the show of diversity, on the show of progress. Let's see the difference between baby girl and baby boy. Let's see who's winning in the gender baby reveal <laughs> YouTube channel. Everybody needs a bottle in the morning, but since babies... Thank you for joining us. That's the end of the show today. <laughs> that I really hope that's a reinforced crib, man. What? Oh, isn't he cute? He's still got his baby fat. <laughs> it's still baby fat. Oh, he's adorable. Oh my god! Isn't he Gucci, Gucci, goo. See, this guy This guy actually takes it to the next level. Baby girl didn't go. She wasn't sleeping in a crib. She was sleeping in a regular adult bed, probably getting dogged by her husband at night whilst doing the baby act. This is fucking, this guy is committed, man. Like, this guy means it. He sleeps in a crib. <laughs> this, is a, this is sensational to me. I love this. This is why we do this show, for stuff like this. Babies can't drink coffee. I have my juice. Babies can't drink coffee. I have juice. Yay, Handy Manny is on. It's my favorite show. Yeah. <laughs> I like coloring because <laughs> it's just relaxing to color stuff. <laughs> I love coloring because it's just so relaxing. You know, it's just nice after a hard, stressful day of shitting myself and sleeping in a cot just to take some of the edge off, man. You know, th sometimes the stresses of everyday adult life completely escape me when I'm just getting my coloring book and watching my favorite programs and cuddling my teddy. Stuff, man, and you don't really have to follow. <laughs> Andrew Jackson's Tate in the chat. Imagine the set of titties it takes to feed this monster. <laughs> color it whatever you want. <laughs> that that looks like a really creepy mobile. Does <laughs> Doesn't it look like the puppies are being hung by the neck until they die? That's a really depressing fucking baby toy, man. <laughs> like, if I, I don't have a kid, maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll steal one from a hospital or something. But until then, like, if, if this was the option, you know, have this toy hanging above your baby's crib, I would be like, uh, no. God, no. What do you mean? It's little puppies. Babies love puppies. Yeah, but do they love puppies hanging by the neck, swinging in a circle above their head? That's fucking weird, man. Like, let's just do moons and stars and rocket ships and normal stuff. 
Why do we have to hang dead puppies from the ceiling? Am I reading too much into this? That's fucking creepy to me. Goodbye, baby. <laughs> Who's looking after this guy? <laughs> like, can he just snap out of it when he wants to? You know, does he does he have to does he have to do adult things to be able to do baby things? You know what I mean? Like, does he have to do? Does he go to work? Do his co-workers know? Is he like this at work? Surely not. Like, he couldn't be working at the fucking. He couldn't be working at uh, you know the tire place and behave like this, like nobody would employ you. So like somebody asked in chat, where is the money coming from? Good question. Is this now like some kind of uh, debilitative state? Is he, is he, you know, is he getting welfare or something? I don't know. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> so does he have to do adult things in order to do baby things? Or is he just baby man all the time? Is he completely baby man? Oh, Joy of Pessy in the in the YouTube chat, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not following Joy of Pessy on DLive, head over to DLive.tv slash Joy of Pessy. Uh, I tuned in for the first time on what three days ago, I think it was, on Saturday night. It was a Saturday night. Sunday night. I can't remember. On the weekend, Joy of Pessy. And uh watching shitty movies, making jokes, watching like novelty wrestling and stuff. It was a fucking great laugh. So if you want a bit of chill stream. Check out Joy of Pessy on DLive.tv slash Joy of Pessy. So let's get back to our uh, bumping, our bouncing baby boy here. An adult baby is somebody who enjoys dressing up and acting like a baby. See, he's even doing it in the baby voice. So he's trying to give an adult explanation. In An adult baby is somebody who enjoys dressing up and, and uh, you know, acting like a big baby. It's just like a nice thing to do. We like to do. <laughs> I, 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 I'm drawn back to, I have to play it now. I don't know. You, you guys probably aren't fans of Sebastian Maniscalco, but man, it's just, I, I didn't even think of it before I started watching this clip. Because he just sums it up. Okay, here we go. This internet, there's something for everybody, right? You got some weird fetish, some weird thing you do? <laughs> Look at how weird it just got in here, huh? You got some weird fetish, some weird thing you do, huh? Huh? This internet thing, huh? <laughs> I love Metascalco. <laughs> some of you are into this type of behavior. Behavior. But if you like something weird, you like to, if you're an adult, you like to dress up as a baby, there's a website for you. 30 years ago, if you like to dress up as a baby, nobody knew that. <laughs> you did that in the privacy of your own home. If I often wonder, right? So I don't think I've heard a, a genuine, like, I, I haven't heard an opinion either way to make me think either uh, either way on this, but thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. 
I often wonder, like, so people argue, is the internet making us more crazy? Right? So, like, is social media making us... I know social media, you know, uh, it adds to, like, depression and anxiety and that kind of stuff. We know that. That's that's true. But is the availability of all of this weird shit making us more crazy or is it just exposing us to the crazy? Like, has this shit always been there and we now just, we're now just finding out about it because people are putting... They're uploading their own videos to YouTube, like Adult Baby over there. You know what I mean? It's an interesting question to me. I wonder how many people used to do this shit, like Maniscalco saying like 30 years ago, but just nobody knew about it versus like is more are more people doing it now? I don't know. I don't know the reality because how do you know what people do in, their, in the privacy of their own homes? I'm sure a whole bunch of people were doing a whole bunch of sick shit before the internet. But so what's like, how much has that changed from the internet? You know what I mean? So... <laughs> Let's go back to Sebastian. The baby, there's a website for you. For you. 30 years ago, if you like to dress up as a baby, nobody knew that. You did that in the privacy of your own home. If you ever came out of your house with a diaper on, your neighbor would go, look at this shit. Call the FBI. <laughs> Call Get the FBI. this shit out of the neighborhood, right? <laughs> it was handled. It was handled. <laughs> but today, just throw it up in the Google. I like to dress up as a baby. baby. Next thing you know, they're at the Hilton on a Saturday with 863 people that like to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking amen. All right, let's get back to our bet. We're, we're 53 seconds in. <laughs> fat fuck. <laughs> and it could be as young as, yeah. you know, you want to be a six-month-old or yeah. you can go up to two or three years old. Oh. It's whatever. I like that there's a range. Like, you can be six months old, but if, you want, if you're more comfortable as a three-year-old, then you can just be a three-year-old. Here, I, here, I'm the fucking idiot. I thought when you're three years old, you're a three-year-old, but apparently that's wrong. You can be 40 years old and feel like a three-year-old if you want or a six-month-old. It's up to you, man. <laughs> there's a range there's like an accept you can you can fit in one column or the next column or the next column that's good to know tomorrow i might be a five-year-old my wife will tell you that most days i'm a 15 year old whatever <laughs> that feels right for you i associate most with being two years old because i think it's the best of both worlds yeah you're young enough to still be able to use a crib <laughs> and a bottle and diapers and all that I feel like a two-year-old because I can still do adult shit from time to time. <laughs> I can still move the crib. I can still throw things at mum. <laughs> so I've decided I've decided to stick in the realm of two. Around the two-year-old, that's where I'm staying. I'm not progressing beyond two years old. That's where I like it. That's my happy place. Stuff, but you're also still old enough that you yeah. can get around on your own and talk yeah. and yeah, it's very convenient to be a two-year-old, isn't it? I can still get around. I can still walk to the kitchen, I can get my own food. You know, being two is pretty cool. Tell people what you want. Yeah. Ah, refreshing. You want a drink? Fuck. This this to me looks like the start of a fucking horror movie, you know. 
Like, this, it's a spectrum, you bigot. <laughs> <laughs> this to me looks like the start. Like, next thing you know, this guy is going to be found in his shed eating people, right? Like, but this is how every villain starts in one of those movies. Well, he, it's not his fault. His parents used to treat him poorly. He was, you know, he was a regressed two-year-old his whole life. He doesn't have the same emotions. Like, think of Of Mice and Men. Remember that, uh, you know, classic story, Of Mice and Men. And the big guy, nah, 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 nah. and he tries to hug the woman and he keeps fucking strangling women in barns, <laughs> getting chased by the townsfolk. I could see this guy. I could see that in this guy's future. Not very many adult babies get a chance to have AB furniture, and I'm <coughs> definitely one of the few. This is my custom made. He's showing off his <laughs> MTV Cribs. This is MTV Cribs in 2025, man. I'm telling <laughs> It's a nice crib, bro. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is this is my Rollins uh, twenty eight hundred series. You see, it's got the steel reinforced uh, floorboards there. It's got the I got new foundation. I got spring loaded foundations on that sucker because you know <laughs> I ain't a I ain't a little boy anymore. So we got some prison grade uh, steel girders here for the side of the crib, you know? So, so like, I like to roll in in the crib and roll out of the crib. So we got, we got ourselves a spring loaded door so I can just pop that motherfucker out and just roll out onto the floor. If that's why, if I want to do some crayons or uh, look for my pacifier under the crib, you know, it's really easy. The access is fantastic. Like this is, this is a top of the line crib. We've made some modifications to it, but Hey, you, you got to pimp up your crib. If you're gonna live the life, you're gonna pimp up your crib. This is where you're gonna be spending, you know, 12 hours a day. So you gotta make sure that your crib is like above board. You gotta make sure that your crib is top of the line. You can't be rolling around in no shitty crib. Like this is this you need to make sure that you respect your place of work. And that's what I'm doing here today. Crib took me about a week to build it and a couple <laughs> He built it. A two-year-old built his own fucking crib days to paint it it's my favorite piece of adult baby furniture to play with well i've got my diaper changing materials nice and close nice I've got my puppy dog mobile which is creepy as fuck i've got my lion guard bed sheets and i've got my ocean wonders aquarium <laughs> dude you can have a real aquarium <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Again, again, I, I'm sorry, but my mind keeps going to people keep telling people keep telling me all the other cultures on earth. And I'm, I love, I love the West. I love the freedom. I love being in the West. I love being part of this fucking journey. Right. But I do think of this when people say, yeah, those people in those countries over there, they backwards, they dumb, they living in the dark ages. It's like, well, at least they're not living like fucking two year olds. They would snuff this shit out if that's if this came about. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like try doing this shit in a village in Iran. The the secret Iranian fucking culture police would be kicking down your door within minutes. They're not going to allow this. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> and then I got my my cat here got keeping my, cat my bed here. warm. Some people will ask, "Do I?" 
do I actually use the diapers? I just, I, I love the the little touches for me make it all the more worthwhile. Don't you just love the missing teeth? Isn't that just perfect? Like if he had a full smile, like if he had a full brimming white smile, bang, like I've got, I've got good teeth like foundationally, but they're stained from years of caffeine and nicotine, right? So they're not as wide as they possibly could be. But, they're, you know, they're all like I've never had to wear braces or anything. They're good chompers. They're good teeth. They've just got a little discoloration from all the fucking coffee I drink. But it would be so disappointing if this guy had a full set of, like, pearly whites. You know, I love the fact that he's missing teeth and doing it. Like, it just makes so much more sense to me. It, 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 he, he, is, he is the identity. He completes himself. And yes, I use the diapers. Uh, being a he does shit his ladies. He does shit himself. Mm -hmm. Continent, you're gonna be in diapers, and these are my usual ones. Oh, but some, but sometimes I like to lash out and use the expensive diapers. But when I'm role playing, I love wearing my. Oh, so he uses diapers when he's not role playing, like just everyday life. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> You know, these are my regular, these are my go-to. These are my, like, working-class cotton diapers. But when I'm really in the mood, then I'll use these ones. Hikeables. These things are just adorable. The animals, good absorbent. <laughs> I think it was Bill in the chat said, I wonder if MAGA baby. <laughs> God, no. Imagine if he just pulls out a MAGA hat now. <laughs> Imagine if he just pulls that red hat out now, wax it on. And I love, I love my diapers. I love my mobile. I love my aquarium. I love my cot. I built my cot. It's a nice cot. It's got reinforced. I love to watch my favorite cartoons and I love Donald Trump. <laughs> God, I want it to happen because <laughs> I'm a sick person like that. Aren't you? Wouldn't you love that? To, wouldn't you love that to take place now? I don't think I don't honestly I don't think it will. I don't think a 2-year-old is going to make any uh you know any particular political pronouncements but god it would be so so much fun if it did. so you stay nice and dry while you're out. Yes, <laughs> zippity doodah in the chat. His dress diapers, those are his going out diapers. Those those are the diapers he wears when company turns up. Plan. When I have to make a number 2 it's in the toilet. And oh, he's a big boy. Yeah. A big boy goose potty. And no, I don't sit in the wet diaper all day long. Ah, good. Good. Because that, that gives you rash and nobody wants that. Of course. I've got mine on. I'm staying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> ladies. 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 <laughs> Bump, bump. Oh, yeah. And dry. Some of my favorite adult baby activities would be uh, playing with my, my uh, Duplo Legos. It's relaxing to play with, with the Legos. It's relaxing to play with the Legos. I, I was a bit of a Lego kid when I was younger. But, you know, like the kind of Legos where you like, you know, build castles and models and all of that kind of shit. Bit ner a bit more nerdier than just sticking coloured blocks together. Like I would try to build stuff. And, of course, I grew out of it 
probably around the age of around seven or eight or thereabouts. Ah, just, just me. I was like, forget about what's going on and pretend I'm a kid again and have fun. You can build anything you're, you can imagine. And... <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. I'll see you in hell. Pew, pew, pew. We're all going to hell, by the way. I don't know if you realize that or not. We're all fucked. You get that, right? This person votes, ladies and gentlemen. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. I like to make, uh, like to make a little gun with my Legos, and it's fun. It's relaxing. Like I said, it's like to, it's good to drain the stress of the day. Pew, pew, pew. He <laughs> should shoot himself with that Lego gun. <laughs> if you don't like it anymore, you can take it apart and build something else. Yeah, that's what Lego is. <laughs> so amazing. Lego is so amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you don't like the thing that you've built, you can take it. Like, you can literally take it apart and make something else. It's fucking amazing, man. It's a spacecraft. It's a spaceship. Take off. Yeah. <sighs> I like playing with my activity book and... Everyone loves an activity book. Um, <laughs> FIFA, again, before anybody accuses me of, like, being mean or, you know, whatever, uh, I, I, we have to stress, nobody's making this guy do this. Like, nobody's making this guy put this out on YouTube. This has 1.5 million views. Nobody's nobody's putting a, you know a Lego gun to this guy's head and going pew pew pew, be an adult baby on the internet or else. No, that's not happening. He wants people to know. He wants this to be out there. Like all of this shit. Oh, you're making fun of people on the internet. This this guy wants this. This is his life. He wants you to. He wants to celebrate with you who he is. I don't get... remember. Remember when fetishes were private? Remember when that was the case? Remember how everybody got on? <laughs> I don't... Fuck! I don't. I'm loving this. Drawing and coloring. And... I sometimes stay in the lines. It depends what I'm doing. If I want to be a toddler, then I switch to my other hand. Oh, that that'll be nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so good. <laughs> I like lots of colors. We have it. We have now official evidence, ladies and gentlemen. Left-handed people are toddlers. But I like green the best. Green is my it's favorite like color. The same color as grass and trees. I love climbing trees. They're fun. <laughs> you haven't climbed a tree in thirty-five fucking years. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. <laughs> The only way you would climb a tree of this is if somebody cut it down and turned it into a stepladder. You know what I mean? Somebody turned it into a stool. Technically, you're still climbing a tree if you're sitting on a stool. You're climbing a form of a tree. A lot of people, when they first meet me or hear about me online, they assume that I'm an adult baby all day long. That's uh -huh. all I do is lay in my crib. And the reality is I do it about an hour or two in the morning and about an hour in the evening. Ah, 
Ah, see, fuck this guy. <laughs> if you got him, nah, nah. I can't. I feel. I feel betrayed now. I feel betrayed. We've watched this whole video, or at least four minutes of it. We've watched four minutes of adult baby, and he's like, "Well, I'm only an adult baby a couple of hours a day." It's like, fuck you. Are you really part of the movement then? Are you really committed to this? At least ba- remember baby girl. Baby girl was baby girl for all but three hours a day. This guy is baby boy only for three hours a day. I vote. Who do you think is more committed to the cause? Who do you think is more committed to the cause of adult baby imitation is it baby girl press one in the chat or baby boy press two in the chat now granted baby boy does have a crib baby girl didn't have a crib that might mean something that might change the the equation a little bit but i think baby girl is definitely the one that's more committed to being a baby as long as possible compared to this guy I can't believe we just watched this piece of shit for four minutes. Waste. I've, I can't believe I wasted your time when he's only committed to being baby boy for like four hours a day. It's like now you're just a weirdo. <laughs> More so. Like if, if you're going to go through all of this, at least commit. At least make it count. At least be genuine. I'm starting to get the feeling that this is just for clicks. Hmm. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, the adventures of baby boy. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Thank you to everyone who contributed on DLive. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. with another episode. Thank you so much for people who shared the show out. Thank you for joining us for the first time if you did. And if you're one of the idiots who came in, please come back because we need you. We need you here. We need you part of this audience. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to send me pictures of your bouncing baby boy, make sure he's at least 35 years old and follow me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Don't forget to follow our friends at real person PLTCS at Chris MC 44 at Y censored at UK Neil at winning TV. Also everybody else I mentioned in the chat tonight uh, at joy of Pessy at irrational times until next time, ladies and gentlemen, which will be 6 PM tomorrow. Stay calm, stay rational. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.